0: Hello, and welcome to the Lights Out F1 podcast. Hello, this is the race review for the 2021 Hungarian Grand Prix, and my own high was it an absolute corker. First lap drama, a wet start, an unbelievable finish, and, tr- I mean, Esteban Ocon. I couldn't leave it out any longer before saying his name. What an absolutely amazing performance. He is so young to be putting in that kind of performance with such a level head. He drove like he'd done it a million times and he would led a Grand Prix for thousands of laps. He drove like the person who was in second place. If Sebastian Vettel had been able to get past, obviously it was a track that was very difficult uh, to overtake on, as we saw. Um, but he drove like a four-time world champion. And he's only 24 years of age. Obviously he's under that uh, Mercedes um, youth driver umbrella. And so, given these performances, obviously he's in a sort of sixth or seventh arguably fastest car on the grid. So... I mean, Alpine had um, had performance all weekend. They were uh, they were troubling the likes of uh, McLaren and uh, Ferrari for the top of the midfield, the best of the rest, but just the most mature race and the most mature management of um, all of that emotion of being in P one. His race engineer came on the radio when Hamilton um, boxed uh, for for slick tyres the lap after everyone else, and he said, you're leading the race. And that puts the most enormous amount of strain on him, because he's never been in that position before. I mean, just... It staggers me that someone who is so underrated in the sport and someone that you don't really expect that kind of level-headed performance can keep Sebastian Vettel at bay when he's charging and had incredible lap time um, in his back pocket. So, just a fabulous performance, really. I think in getting carried away about Esteban Ocon... I've I've um released my driver of the day so of course it's, it's Esteban Ocon. Um I'll now move on to my team on top and I'll I'll finish with my main three points for the weekend. Uh my team on top is of course Alpine with AlphaTauri a strong second and Williams of course. Um Esteban Ocon in P1 25 points what a haul and Fernando Alonso in fourth after um, Sebastian Vettel uh, got disqualified uh, for his um, his not providing one liter of fuel uh, following the race and not complying with the guidelines. Um, but that's thirty seven points. I mean, Red Bull or Mercedes will be happy with that. That's a really good total, but not Alpine. I mean, that's just it's it's the kind of fairy tale. Um, result that you would compare to Pierre Gasly's win last year. I mean, admittedly, there are probably more Pierre Gasly fans because of his links with Red Bull and his harsh treatment there and his recovery and his links with Anton Hubert and everything um, that comes with his personality. But in terms of a maturely led race and an unlikely performance... I mean, it's it's unrivaled this season. The only other unexpected win would be Perez uh, in, in Baku. But again, he's in the Red Bull car. So, I mean, you saw Verstappen and um, Hamilton uh, um, remove their their opportunity of winning uh, during that race. So uh, he was there to pick up the pieces. But, um, I mean... That's the kind of performance that separates um, P th- uh, P six from P uh, P five from P seven in the constructors. Alpine, formerly known as Renault, were fighting for third last year, but they they they've struggled this year to keep with Ferrari and uh, McLaren. Um, and they they've said that they're focusing on the twenty twenty two car, but this this result will massively increase their funding in terms of um at the end of the championship the, uh, the team championship because um teams like aston martin and um alfa i can't see having a result like this unless we get another hungarian grand prix so that's going to really help their funding as well as focusing on uh, next year's car and, of course, who could be happier for George Russell getting his first points in Formula One? He was incredibly emotional in almost every single interview that he did after the race. He said, it's three years in the making, it makes it all worth it. And I think that's the kind, that's the performance that's going to be the clincher. In the final race, the... Um, of of the of the first half of the season, Toto Wolff said that they're gonna choose their second driver in the summer break. Well, if you look at the results just on the back um, of of starting that period, he couldn't have put in a a better last impression, finishing in the points for the first time, and Bottas causing that awful um, incident and pretty much carnage at the first corner. so um, a really really strong performance from him um, and incredibly selfless as well. I mean you think about how long he's wanted to get that Q, uh, that Q3 appearance which he's got this season you think about how long he's wanted to get points he's done that as well but even in this uh, in this extraordinary race for um, for Williams, Nicholas Satifi was ahead of him um, when it it came to the end of the first stint, and Russell was saying, box me first, sacrifice me to the undercut of other drivers, and let Nicky pit with the others and get the advantage. So even though he's challenging for P7s and P6s almost... He was. He still had that in the back of his mind that he needed to support his teammate. So I think that is deliberate from George, and that's going to be a direct address in terms of his behaviour as a second driver in the team. Because let's be honest, in his first season, no one really expects him to be with the pace of Lewis Hamilton, everyone like hopes it for him. But it's not the kind of thing you'd expect. So. For him to have that quality of being a fantastic second driver like Valtteri Bottas has been for Lewis Hamilton, that quality is what Toto Wolff's going to be looking for. My last two points for the weekend will be um, what happened at the first corner um, and also Lewis Hamilton's strategy because undoubtedly that is what cost him the race win. So... Firstly, we have Turn 1, the carnage that unfolded with through Bottas. Now, I've listened to Julian Palmer, who is a really, really good um, former Renault driver, an F1 driver, um, commenting about uh, the different scenarios in which um, Bottas has caused similar incidents to this one. Um, and most of them have occurred when he gets a bad getaway. We've seen time and again in races where Bottas has failed to get off the line cleanly or he hasn't warmed up his tyres well and so he hasn't performed in the first opening laps so he's just got left behind in p3 um, uh, fairly consistently Um, but six DNFs, five of them were caused from um, what he did so Bottas, he gets out-jumped by Perez, who started in P4, and uh, Gasly, who's on the outside uh, for the first corner, who started in P5. Bearing in mind Bottas is on the front row, it's the first Mercedes lockout of the season. So a really good recovery from even a few races ago where they were um, slacking to, to Red Bull in qualifying. And thirdly... Um, you have Lando Norris, who started in P6, who um, compl- got a fantastic start, was up, was challenging for a third place, um, come, uh, come the first corner. There's a long run down to the first corner, and so that elongated um, how long uh, Bottas was struggling for uh, in terms of uh, his wheel spin uh, and the effects that that gave him in terms of not having the speed for the first corner um Lando Norris uh was ahead of him he sort of got squeezed a bit by Perez and Norris on either side of him but they were in front of him anyway so he could sort of break earlier but he decided to long out in uh, in the middle of those two Norris gets ahead of him because of his great getaway he then pulls behind him to try and get a slipstream and even though everyone is going for their own patch uh, of of um road and clean air um he tucks in behind norris when he loses downforce so he when he gets the braking zone he brakes hard too early stamps on the accelerator to try and catch up with the other people and at that point he's just like blasted into the back of lando and as a mclaren fan it was just outrageous i was so irritated because um, Norris had a, uh, had a, a chance to get a podium and end um, end the the first half of the season on high, uh, but Bottas took Norris out, and then he was a passenger into uh, Verstappen as he as he said, um, and uh, Bottas then careers into Perez. Whilst all that is happening behind him, um, Charles Leclerc. Lance Stroll and uh, Daniel Ricciardo have their own incident. Ricciardo, like Esteban Ocon, is the one is a one the two drivers that get away cleanly from all that carnage. Hamilton is long gone by this stage. He's halfway on on the way to turn two. Daniel Ricciardo and Esteban Ocon. Um, Esteban Ocon is slightly ahead of him. Um, he they both get a good getaway from the line. Ricardo makes up time on people in front of him. He gets to the first corner. Um, he's following Esteban Ocon round the corner after all of the other cars have gone uh, gone wide and been hit. He then um, Lance Stroll launches one up the inside of Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc doesn't see him. Stroll. I mean, it looks like he doesn't break with the amount of speed he's carrying. He mounts the kerb and most of the grass, so he just um, smashes into Carl, uh, Charles Leclerc almost sideways, who then goes across the track and um, spins Daniel Ricciardo, who then um, slips down to 19th in the order. So the McLaren boys really got uh, got off to a really poor start, even though the incidents were nowhere near their fault um and they could have been fighting um in in the top five if they if they got away cleanly um i'd also okay so my driver of the day i've already blown my team on top i've already blown and uh my final point uh for the for the weekend is of course the strategy now it was one of the most bizarre moments I've ever seen in Formula One. Lewis Hamilton is the only one checking, uh, take sorry taking uh, the the uh, the checkered flag. He's the only one at the restart because every single one boxes. George Russell said on the radio when they were forming uh, when they were doing the formation lap. At this rate, everyone is going to box. He was right, apart from Hamilton. Now, eh, um. Toto Wolf, team principal, said that they don't regret making that decision. Now they're not going to say that uh, publicly because then that's just a huge failure on their part. They've just thrown away a win when their title rivals are way back down the order and one's retired. But it's just the most incredible error from them. They they haven't boxed. Admittedly, at the at the front of the grid, it is quite a gamble. But then. If you're out there, Hamilton from the start was saying that it's almost slick tyres when they all lined up on Inters. So I don't know why they didn't box. Um, obviously, the track's going to get uh, um, incredibly uh, drier um, it, within the next few laps. So even if you're struggling, you, you gain that advantage of people also struggling but on the Inters. So it's just the most bizarre... Um, ...moment... Uh, to, to, <laughs> ...to watch... Um, ...for the fans... Uh, ...but I mean obviously... ...that mistake... Uh, ...from the Mercedes team... Uh, ...led to Esteban Ocon winning... Um, ...I think Lewis Hamilton from then on... ...they did make the right decision... ...in terms of the, doing the two-stop... ...because it was very difficult to overtake... ...so you needed to be... ...miles ahead of the person in front of you... ...in terms of pace... To be able to make a challenge to overtake, Fernando Alonso without doubt won Esteban Ocon on the race. Obviously uh, Ocon was holding off Vettel extremely well, but if Hamilton had got past um, Alonso as cleanly as he did Sainz a few laps later, Hamilton by the end of the race he was on the back of Vettel. So there's no way, with sort of seven or eight laps to go, Hamilton is not winning that with fresh air tyres, and Esteban Ocon and Vettel really struggling. At one point, he was four seconds clear, um, a, a lap, faster, than Ocon and Vettel, uh, because he had that fresh rubber and clean air. So I, I highly doubt that he wouldn't have won. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day... It means we have another surprise winner. It means we have a fantastic result to end, um, an exciting result to end the first half of the season, which has been um, the first proper title fight we have had in years. So it's great to see, uh, and I hope it keeps on being as competitive uh, for, for, the rest of the, uh, for the rest of the year. Thank you very much for listening and uh, I'll return for the Belgian Grand Prix after the break.